Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Good evening, everybody. How does three in a row suit you? I'm sure just fine. The Eskimos won their third straight game Thursday night at home over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The Eskimos now 5-2 and two on the season and heading to Vancouver for a game with the BC Lions on Thursday night. We welcome in once again the head coach of the Eskimos, Jason Moss. How are you tonight, Jason? Doing great, thanks. Uh... Good football game on Thursday night. Uh, I watched the game this morning, and especially if you like good, hard-hitting defensive football, that was a real entertaining game, wasn't it? Yeah, no question. It was uh, packed full of plays made on both sides. Um, you know, give them credit. You know, they came into our house, played us tough. Uh, I thought it was a good physical ball game. Two great defenses going at it, and the offenses, you know, made plays when they had to make them. And, you know, special teams is a big part of it as well. So, you know, uh, for us personally, we said going into the game was going to take three phases to beat those guys. And I thought three phases showed up and did their part when they, when they needed to. You mentioned the offenses made plays when they had to. Yours had one extra play to make, and that's what won you the football game late. Uh, you were in a, I, I don't want to say comfortable position, but you, it must have been a different feeling on the sidelines because you, uh, you were ahead for more in this game than you have been for a while. You, got, you scored first. You held the lead. Uh, I think you were like two minutes down in the in the second quarter when when they came back to tie before you took the lead in the next half and then a little bit longer in the, in the fourth quarter but still you had you had the game in in your control for most of it yeah i mean even i mean we started off you know scored a touchdown early got up on them they came back you know in the middle of the game you know got the lead we got it right back every time they got the lead it seemed like our offense went down and got the lead back and that was good to see uh, obviously our defense you know did some unbelievable stuff on the goal line that night i mean i think five of six plays they stopped them they got the one and to be quite honest with you that one they got i mean they could have very easily had to stop there too so you know our defense stood up tall when they needed to and uh got the stops we needed and played tough all night uh, nothing nothing was easy for Saskatchewan yeah. and, and that's what you want when you go against those guys and same vi- vi- vice versa I mean offense we didn't get anything easy either nothing was handed to us we had to work for every inch of that football field um, and that that's what they do special teams was the same way it was a grind all night but I thought you know our guys played through adversity extremely well and, and made the most of it. You get one or two of those defensive stands a year it seems, but you had like four in one game. How much, I was talking to Mike Benavides today about how uplifting that is to everybody in the defense when you when you sh- you know shut it down like that. How uplifting is that on the bench when, when that happens, especially the last time when they don't let them score and they give you the ball back? Yeah, I mean it's huge. It's a momentum builder. Um, anything time you can do that, those kinds of things in a game, it's huge. Um, you know, that's points that they don't get and momentum that's on your side and they start second guessing the next time they're down there as well because that first drive that they got down there I mean took them three chances to get in and that second time they don't get in at all so you know um, anytime you're unsuccessful in short yarded situations it it's it's hard it's hard on an offense to overcome so you know the more our defense can do that the better we will be and obviously like I said as a team building thing it, it helps everybody. I don't know how much you notice it because I know you got the headsets on in the sidelines I have the same thing in the booth uh, do you notice the crowd much? The crowd was so loud it seemed it was the loudest I don't know if it was the loudest you thought it's been in your time here a lot of people are saying they haven't heard it that loud since the 2015 Western Finals 
final game against Calgary. They they had a they had a part in the game. Yeah, no, I've I'm, in my tenure here in Edmonton, I've heard it loud, extremely loud, and uh, that's right up there. So, um, you know, that's great to see. Uh, obviously, it adds to it adds to the game, it adds to the atmosphere. We love it as coaches and players to to have that on your side and make it tough and difficult to play in, in those confines on, in, in Commonwealth and. Um, but no question, it was as loud as it's been uh, in quite some time. I want to go back to the defense, not just in the game, but over the last month or so. The last five games, averaging 19.8, I think it is, per game. That's a real good defense when you look at the numbers. There's no question. I mean, we go against it every day in practice. And, you know, when it's difficult on our offense to move the ball and, and to get easy completions and everything we have to work for in practice, generally we have to work for. So that, that shows you right there, I think, because I, I think... You know, our, our offense has weapons, and, and Mike's obviously the quarterback pulling the trigger. You know, we don't get no one gets to hit Mike in practice, or our line gets to do their job. But at the end of the day, everything, every throw uh, lately, the last few weeks has been very difficult in practice, too. So that's telling you our defense is communicating. They're running their schemes. They're doing a good job of communicating because we do a lot of different things on offense. So they don't know exactly what we're doing. They just have to go on the fly. I think it helps them. But uh, I can just see them getting better and better every week. Um, and what I love about them is nothing nothing is real easy. And they're not giving up a whole bunch of easy things. They're, teams are going to have to earn it against us. And, um, you know, they're physical and they're fast. And anytime you can do that, you it speaks volumes. Uh, or that's the type of defense you're looking for. You added a couple guys last week. You had to add a couple more guys this week, possibly. Uh, just getting better maybe yeah i mean the guys we have on are injured right now that are coming back are guys are going to contribute to success down the road um guys that have uh contributed to success in the past so you know on top of it the younger guys that we've had to play with have gotten experience now so all together as a team we're going to start i feel like getting better um but you know, the guys got to get back there and, and, and play and, and feel good again. So, But I'm ex- we're excited about getting some of these guys back. Lots of sacks in Montreal. I thought over the last few weeks the pressure was really ramped up. You get So many guys came so close on Thursday night to get in the sack. Um, has that been a conscious shift, or is it just part of getting better that they're getting to the quarterback more? Has there been a, a shift to maybe try and get more pressure? I just think once you – I think our you know we've dialed up some pressures. You know, Benny's done a good job of designing some things with our coaching staff to get guys, you know, free hitters and things. But I think it's contagious. I think once you start hitting the quarterback, once you start getting to him, you start seeing where you are in the standings with that. I mean, it's pride. And uh, guys do their job, but at the end of the day, their effort is tremendous. And they want to get to the quarterback, and they understand how it affects the game when you can get to the quarterback. It also helps our secondary. Our secondary has gotten better and better each week. So when they're in the back end doing their jobs, the quarterback's holding it a little longer than he should, and it allows us to get there. So our effort is tremendous. Um, you know, I, I talk to the guys every week about it, saying I don't ever question that. That's not something I never do. I mean, I watch us play, and I understand we have a passion for playing, passion for working. Um, you know, understanding our schemes better and doing the technique stuff always is going to help you out, and that's basically what we concentrate the most on. So. When you can combine all those things, you know it tends to lead to success on the field. Is the sack, other than than an interception and a and a turnover, recovering a fumble, is the sack the best play defensively that you can get in the CFL because of the three down situation? And and it seems doesn't matter what hap- what the situation is, if you get a sack, you put the other team. In well, trouble. I would say turnovers are probably yeah. at, the, at the the forefront.
forefront of the best play uh, defense can get you because it gets your the, the offense back the ball. But I think I think the stats prove that when you have a sack on a drive, in order to score a touchdown after that's very difficult. There's very low percentage of teams that have a sack on a drive that continue on and score a touchdown on that drive. So. It is a big play. There's no question about it. So it's, you know, a turnover is 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 the key. I mean, yeah. because that's one less play the other team gets. It's one more opportunity. It's momentum shifts in games. Um, you know, and it tends to, to get the other team down a bit, uh, uplifts your team. But a sack, again, it cuts drives down tremendously. You added a, a couple of guys, Sergeant Colin was back in the lineup, Mercy Mast and Darius Allen. How tough is it to, to bring guys into a lineup and and when you're winning and having success, is it tough to get those guys to mesh? Absolutely. I, I think it is. I mean, I, I, continuity is what you want in football. I mean, I think you want it in life. Um, but, you know, that's you want to go to battle with Every, the same lineup every week if you could um, you know we had key injuries early in the season so you knew it was inevitable we'd be going back to some of these veteran guys but you know as you progress and you start getting better you know that's that's where it's at it's it's when you can keep the same group in they can communicate together they understand the schemes they've gone through the battles together you get better as a football team and more veterans more players are playing each and every week so you know like I said, we had so many injuries early the first game that we knew at some point we are going to get some of these veteran guys back. We're a better football team because we've had younger guys play again. And so our, our practices are better because the, the, there's experience on the, in the younger guys. And our veterans are starting to come back. So ultimately, we're, we're right on where we, where we need to be and where we want to be. Um, we can keep these veteran guys now healthy with some of these younger guys getting experience. It's a great mix to have. I, I was I was thinking about this today, driving into the station. You were seven and zero at this point last year. You're five and two now. I was kind of thinking you might be at a better position right now at five and two than you were last year at seven and zero. Not in the standings, but just the way your team is. Because at seven and zero, it's when everything hits you with the injuries. Because you're now instead of losing guys like you were last year, you're getting guys back, and you might be in a better position now at five and two than you were last year at 7-0. Yeah, I mean, last year at, when we got to 7-0, and we we had hit the skids on our, I mean, as, about as much breaks as you could with injuries. I mean, we were, we were devastated by the time we hit our eighth game. I mean, we were down to, our, I think, our fifth linebacker, you know, different positions. We were down to our third, third guys, um, bringing in guys off the street that we just had to get on the field. I mean, that that's tough to do, and it's tough to keep winning that way. Um, I credit our whole football team last year with sticking to it, even through those losses. But um, right now, a five and two doesn't quite feel as good as seven and zero oh feels. But uh, the way we're winning and the way we're playing and the amount of healthy bodies we do have and the guys that are coming back, yes, there's room for optimism for sure. Uh, for example, I don't see this team losing six in a row this year, right? I, mean, I would surely hope not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we are uh, talking with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. It is the Eskimos Coaches Show for Michener Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. We'll take a break and be back with more coming up to 745 on 630 Chet. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price on Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad. 
back with the coach. Uh, Jason Moss uh, joins us uh, in studio, as he does every week on the Eskimos Coaches Show for Mitchner Allen Auctioneering. Uh, before we uh, move on, look a little ahead to, to BC, Jason, a couple things I want to touch on. Uh, were you happy with the penalty situation? Seven for 59. I know you still took some penalties at key situations that cost you plays, but obviously just looking at numbers from Montreal, it's way better. Yeah, I mean, it's an improvement, and we talked about in our team meeting that uh, getting under eight would be a good starting point, to be quite honest with you, and I think we had nine penalties and seven accepted, so, you know, that was a good start. Um, it's not perfect. It's not where we want to be, but you got to start somewhere, and um, ten and a half is what we averaged for the first six games, and that was last in the league, and right now we're at seven, and you know, we hope to be better in the next six. And it's a good, if you look back at the last two games, if if you take the 12 or 17 penalties, whatever it was, against Montreal in the game against Saskatchewan, you probably don't win that game, right? Nope. You got away with it in Montreal because you, 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 know, you had the big leads and everything, but this game you probably wouldn't have done it with 17 penalties. Yeah, you'd like to think that, you know, that definitely is the case when you're undisciplined. Um, you know, that's that's definitely, definitely going to bite you. Um, you know, right now it's kind of weird in the league, um, though, where turnover margin is really what's deciding football games, and we've been really good at that. And penalties, you know, some of the best teams in the league are lower than what they probably should be. And some of the teams that don't have as good a record are higher up in the, the more disciplined department, and it's not equating to wins. So it's kind of when you take them and what kind of penalties you are taking. Uh, obviously, like I said, the goal is pretty much where you'd like to play flawless football and that's probably not ever going to happen but not taking them in key times is where we'd like to be and again for us you know we've been taking some pretty stupid penalties and things that we can control so we'd prefer to to get better at that and uh, um, obviously improve. And there's football penalties, like you say, you're going to get those. It's the stupid ones you got to eliminate, right? And yeah, I mean... Help yourself out a bit. There's no question. I mean, um, you know, I won't, I'll never say anything about Mondo doing anything but his job, but, you know, taking an offsides penalty on inside the 10-yard line when it's third and three, that's a that's a bad penalty, and he knows that. He's, a, he's probably his... He feels the worst out of anybody, and I can tell you watching him play the next five plays, he more than made up for that penalty. He's one of the key reasons they didn't score a touchdown on that drive. But those are the type of penalties you just can't take. Um, you know, and, um, you know, we've had, we've had procedure penalties on offense, offsides on defense, you know, um, some OPI, some DPI. You're going to have holding. You're going to have all those things. It's pre-snap penalties that a lot of times are the disciplined things you'd like to get out of our football team. And if we can do that down the stretch, or for sure in the next six games, I'd like to see where that takes us. And, of course, after the whistle too, right? That's, those are the worst ones I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, 15-yard penalties are always going to give you points on the other side. So, you know, again... Those are things we can control, a lot of them, and we've, we've got to definitely be better at them. After the Toronto game, I don't think a lot of people expected to see C.J. Gable even in the lineup, but he's come back, played the last two games. He's been real good. He's on pace for his best year in the Canadian Football League. He's Has he been what you thought he would be uh, for over a full season so far after what you saw in the last four or five games last year? Yeah, I mean, he's he's t tough running back. He's He complements our, our team, and he complements our uh, offensive team. We're, we want to be big, fast, and physical. Uh, I think C.J. checks all those bo boxes off. You know, he's a load to bring down. He's great in pass protection. Um, you know, when he has the ball in his hands, he can get tough yards. He can hit the hole quickly. He has great feet and vision. So, you know, again, and he has good hands. So 
he's a complete back and he again like I said complements what we do offensively tremendously Eskimos uh, will be in Vancouver to play the BC Lions Thursday night. It's an 8 o'clock start here. We'll have the uh, countdown to kickoff for you at 6 o'clock from uh, Vancouver. Second meeting of the year between the Lions. Uh, you handled them quite nicely. The first meeting, uh, how much carryover is there from a game four or five weeks ago? I mean, uh, you can throw that one out. out. I mean, uh, obviously Travis is playing for him now. He's playing very well. Uh, I think their defense has gotten even better, you know, watching them play the last few games against Ottawa and Calgary. Um, and you know the last game against Winnipeg, so you know they're they're a good football team. I mean, I don't care about what their record indicates. I have a lot of respect for their coaches and and the, their players. Um, every time we go into their their house, it's hard to win. Mm-hmm. So you know um, we have to play a really good football game to to beat them, and we understand that. So uh, we're not looking at the score of the last game and saying, hey, we just got to show up. That stuff's not going to happen. We got to play really solid football on all in all three phases again. Be fit, physical with them. Uh, they're a big, big physical football team. So we got to take it to them and and be efficient. So and if we can do that, you know, I, I always like our chances the way we play play ball. They added Sean Lemon for the defensive line uh, via trade in the last week. Uh, another guy who can can get to the quarterback and with Odell on the other side, it's a, it's a pretty tough challenge. Yeah, I mean our our tackles are gonna you know have to be on their their game and you know obviously the guys blocking around them as well. The schemes that they bring, the the lineup they have, you know it, it makes it tough on us uh, offensively. So we gotta understand our schemes technique wise. Be be very good. Mike's got to be good with his reads and get through progressions have the time to do that but ultimately you know at the end of the day um, we're aware of what they possess and we just gotta to do our jobs lots of talk when teams play the bc lions this year about wally buono what's uh, his of course being his last year uh, as coach what's your relationship been like with him over the years i mean uh, i don't <laughs> talk a whole lot before games to anybody um, you know, but with Wally, you always give the man respect and, you know, shake his hand and, and, and do get a brief conversation with them. Um, you know, it's chit chat, but I have a ton of respect for Wally, uh, and what he's done in the league and how long he's coached and, um, the great cups he's won, the games he's won as a coach, um, ton of respect for him. So probably when he's done playing is when you'll pick his brain a little bit more or done, sorry, playing done coaching, uh, really enjoy coaching against him and his teams um, you know you got to bring your best to beat them and um, you know like I said I've enjoyed my 18 years in the league with him in it yeah he's one of the head coaches around the league that I just I could just listen to him talk football for a long time because he's he's got so much experience to draw on he's got so many great stories to tell and he he can equate it to the 70s to the 80s to the 2010s like he's he's really covered the gamut in this yeah league. no question he's been around a long time he's seen seen about everything so um, you know, it's familiar looking over and seeing him on the other side. So, um, you know, it'd be a shame when he does decide to, to let her go at the end of the year. But, uh, you know, you got to enjoy the most of it right now, uh, being able to coach against him. What's the uh, what's the trademark of a Wally Bono team? Um, generally, dis- I mean, they're going to be disciplined. They're going to be... Um, they're going to mind their P's and Q's as far as that's concerned, if you ask me. Um, you know, they're fast, physical... Uh, team, um, that's that's the way I, I look at when you have to face a, a team that he's coached, well coached as well. So, you know the the schemes that you're going to run, you're going to have to be good to beat to beat them. So, um, you know, I have like I said, a lot of respect for him. You gotta like where your club is right now as you go into this one. Yeah, I mean, I 
uh, I've, I have a lot of confidence in our guys, uh, and I have confidence because the way they work, the way they prepare. Um, you know, we talked about it today in practice. You know, that's what you can control is how well you prepare and don't worry about nothing else. Let's worry about us. Let's worry about the, what we're doing here in Edmonton and uh, take it to them when we get to BC. All right. Uh, Jason Moss, appreciate your time as always. Uh, good luck to you on uh, Thursday night. Thank you. It is uh, the Eskimos and the BC Lions coming up on uh, Thursday night uh, right here on 630. Chad, myself, Dave Camba, we'll bring in Blake Dermott as well to talk. We'll have the countdown to kickoff at 6 o'clock. Kickoff itself for the 5-2 uh, and two Eskimos against the 2-4 and four, uh, BC Lions will be at 8 o'clock on Thursday night. Uh, next home game is a week from Saturday when the Eskimos will play host to the Montreal Alouettes. That's it for tonight. The Eskimos Coaches Show for Mentioner Allen Auctioneering. My name's Marley Scott. Have yourself a great evening, everybody.